Welcome to Game Mechanics, a show about tabletop role-playing games from lots of different perspectives. I'm Logan Jenkins. Today I'm talking to Reese Bennett, also known as Sister Evelyn Tensions of the Greenville Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. The sisters are an order of drag nuns whose entire mission is to increase joy and decrease shame in the world. Reese puts on makeup jewelry in the sister's habit and transforms into Evelyn multiple times a week. I know Reese in real life, and I know he's a little hesitant about RPGs in general, and I wanted to know more about that and about the parallels between playing a character in a game and playing Evelyn. This is a really different perspective on the hobby than I've featured before, and I'm really excited for you to hear about it. Oh, and a quick note on audio quality. Reese's mic was picking up some rustling noises. I think it was the mic against his beard. I don't know. I tried to limit that as much as possible, but you're definitely going to hear some of it. The audio is still totally listenable. I just wanted to let you know what the sound was. Okay, let's get to it. Hello, welcome. Welcome, Reese. Thank you. To the show. Thank you very much. It's I've... good to be here. Yay. So happy that uh, you agreed to come on. Can you introduce yourself to my listeners? Absolutely. I am Reese, and I am amazing, and that's really all you need mm-hmm. to know. No, um, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm Reese. Uh, also, many people in the community know me as Sister Evelyn Tensions, and I guess we can get a little bit more into that in a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think this is part of the introduction, really. Uh, so, oh. can you tell the listeners a bit? Because I, I would assume a lot of listeners would not even be familiar with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence generally. Sure. Yeah, we're kind of a niche market. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are a nonprofit social service organization comprised of queer activist nuns from around the world. That's a lot. But uh, (laughs) so our mission is to promulgate universal joy and expiate stigmatic guilt, which is just a big fancy way of saying that our organization and its members are here to help spread joy around the world and to dismantle any guilt or shame that's been put on you by a third party. So we are an old organization. We've been around for 41 years now. We just celebrated our anniversary on Easter. But we are historically an organization of, uh, like I said, queer nuns, mostly queer men, founded in San Francisco during the time of uh, free love and hippie hippiness. (laughs) But yeah, so now we've kind of spread around the world and uh, we do our thing. That mission statement is is a little bit, you know, very free love esque. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, it's also such a big task and so amorphous that I I'm just <laughs> I am in awe because yeah, you just sort of in my experience, if I'm hanging around a sister, I'm having a great time. That's been my thing. Awesome, <laughs> yeah. Then we are definitely doing what we say we're gonna do. Cool. Well, to get it to the uh, topic of my show, uh, what's your what's your history? Can you talk about your history with role playing games? Uh, sure. I uh, was dating a boy who was super into role playing games, and he asked me if I would play D and D. And so I had always been one of those that like D and D was for you know pasty nerds who live in their mother's basement, well beyond a time when that's acceptable. I, I, <laughs> I was not at all familiar with it other than it was that, you know, nerdy role-playing game. So I was like, okay, sure. You know, like he was cute boy and I was dating him. So I was going to do whatever he asked me to do pretty much. Uh, so <laughs> we started playing. I played for about three months until I just kind of couldn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what was it that, um, like, what was it that made you stop that, that you couldn't anymore? Uh, it it was a couple things. Um, I couldn't really get into it, or so I kind of had 
an issue around the the amount of role play. I uh, I had a lot of anxiety and kind of like a fear of embarrassment about it, and I wasn't sure if I was going to be like overdoing it. Like, hey, should I put on an accent and you know like get up and do <laughs> the thing, or was it just oh I'm going to you know now I'm going to swipe him with my warhammer. I um, <laughs> so it it was very. Kind of, I didn't really know what to do, and the people that we were playing with, everyone was kind of new to it, so it it felt very kind of forced, um, and it, it just didn't yeah. it didn't feel very good. So I was like, "Hey, I only do things I like." So that's the <laughs> so interesting because I I've never known about that side of the story, and now that you're saying that, it's like you were actually too extroverted to, to, to play uh yes. in that group yes <laughs> because that's absolutely fine to put on an accent and do the whole role play experience a lot of people have trouble doing any sort of role play at all yeah. and you're saying that you were like sort of afraid to go as hard as you wanted to go <laughs> yeah like I, I i didn't know if i should like just go all in or if i just be like okay so i rolled a 20 you know like i what do i do like I, I just, yeah, I like to be comfortable and it was not comfortable. So, yeah, that's awesome. So, <laughs> so I kind of ducked out. I took my Warhammer and I walked away. <laughs> uh, so on that subject, uh, Evelyn is definitely a character, right? Oh, absolutely. And you would, I mean, that'd be, you're putting on, I mean, you don't really have an accent, but I sort of, I guess you have an affectation sometimes. Absolutely. But that's completely free space because... You in- invent the rules there of how hard you want to role play, which is as hard as you damn well please. <laughs> uh, right. I mean that that's part of the whole purpose of Evelyn is that you know she is a character that allows me to step outside of my own anxieties, my own fears, um, and just kind of recreate the world the way that she wants it. She <laughs> walks into a room and she owns the room. It doesn't matter if she's the prettiest or the smartest or the whatever in her mind she is and she's there to have a good time and make people you know feel the love <laughs> i love that so that uh experience that empowerment and feeling like you can embody that is i i think that's really the reason why anybody plays a role-playing game and first of all if you ever play a role-playing game with me you are a i would love it if you would do an accent and go all out <laughs> and never feel like you're going too hard but also i I think a game would be hard pressed to give you the same satisfaction as just being Evelyn is. I mean, certainly it could be a different experience where you're not actually playing, you know, Evelyn. You have a whole nother fantasy right. life. Right. Uh, but I, I just think that's the dream of a lot of people that come to this hobby is to uh, be able to live uh, loudly and however they want. Um, and that's, you know, it's it's helpful to have a safe space where you can do that. And I think I, I think I've gone down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> <laughs> I just think there's a ton of parallels to, for you being Evelyn and for somebody wanting to get into a role-playing game. Yeah. Would you, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. It's all about the, the safety in, in a character, you know, you can be whatever you want to be and you don't have to worry about the ramifications of your choices in that. That is, it's an escape and it is, you know, if someone doesn't like something that you're role-playing, you don't have to take it personally because it's role-playing. It's not you. Yeah. It's not, you know, it doesn't speak to like the essence of the core of you and your, your soul, like the things that make you, you, 
And even if it is, and if you're using roleplay as an excuse to really be your genuine self, you still kind of have that armor, you know, of like, oh, no, this is roleplay. That's not really me. I'm not really, (laughs) I'm not really that. But it lets you express yourself and kind of be safe in this fantastic world. I mean, that's the whole point of fantasy. Yeah. Man, I... I just think you could have such a great time. <laughs> we, should, we should play D&D sometime. Maybe it'll be a different experience. Or not, not necessarily even D&D. I know um, one time we played Untold Adventure Awaits. Yeah. Where we had like a space adventure. Um, did, you, did you enjoy that? Uh, more so. I think it was yes. So the answer is yes. Um. <laughs> You're not going to hurt my feelings if you didn't, just, just to let you no, know. No, I mean, I think you know me enough to know that I, I'm not yeah. going to not hurt your feelings <laughs> if I need to, um, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a, I had a good time. I would do it again. Cool. Um, and so, uh, as opposed to your first experience with D and D, yeah, what was good about that, and like what what made you have a good time that time? Um, I think it was much less. Uh, it's it's weird. I think there was much much less stigma about it. I think when I dove into like D&D, you know, that's like the deep end of role play. Like <laughs> that is the the like the iconic when someone thinks of a role play game, it's D&D. Like that is yeah. that is kind of the the archetype. Um so I think it was just that I I didn't have as much baggage about it. It was like, oh, this is just a kind of cute little role play game. It's not you know, there's no dungeon master and there's no <laughs> there's not 50 years of history and and all of that with it i didn't really have any kind of expectation i'd never heard of the game before i had no idea it's not that kind of high fantasy you know kind of thing so i i just felt like there was a lot less kind of skin to be lost if i didn't like it yeah yeah so uh the you you mentioned baggage and i think that's exactly it like there's just there's so much like the <laughs> people like you said rpg is D D yes. to the majority of the world <laughs> And that comes with a lot of expectations of of everything you said. Okay, so now we've sort of established (laughs) (laughs) your place in the gaming sphere. So I think you're going to have some very different answers to the questions I usually ask to my guests. Okay. uh, And I'm really excited about that. So uh, first of all, what is your favorite mechanic in any game? And that doesn't have to be a role playing game. It sure. can be literally anything. Sure. I think uh, it's it's probably that like bonus. Um, so like in checkers or chess, when you get that piece to the eighth square, and then you're made a queen or a king again. Mm-hmm. Um, or like in D and D, you know, crits on the natural twenties. I like that kind of like bonus power up kind of aspect. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. So just any any power up is your is Pretty your much. Team. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of my thing. You know, my uh, my friend Greg, who I do my other podcast with, mm-hmm. he wrote Glitter Hearts, which is a, a game about magical girls like like Sailor Moon and that yeah. sort of stuff. And you're sort of building up together to make a bonus attack. So I feel like you'd really be down with that game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Given that answer. I mean, also, the name is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. We should we should. uh I mean, you know, what are we doing now? Let's right. <laughs> let's all have a Zoom conference. And exactly. Okay. Um, what is your favorite game and why? Uh, 
My all-time favorite game is Trivial Pursuit, but that's like not a game. That's it's trivia. It's its own kind of world. <laughs> but I think probably I like the social deduction games like Werewolf or Secret Hitler. I know you hate yes. Secret Hitler, but <laughs> I uh let me tell you, I really enjoyed my time playing it with you specifically. Yeah. But it makes me feel despair at <laughs> real the real world in a way that like werewolf does. <laughs> does yes, does that makes yes. It's much yeah. too real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. But yeah, I do. I do love social deduction games, and that's a form of role play as well. Like you, yeah, yeah. You're taking on. You're telling lies to people because you're. I think it's, you have the secret card. It's less so, and you know the you know the the play is. Mm-hmm. The playtime is less in those games, so it's not as like immersive. Yeah, but yeah, I like the sociological and like psychological aspect of it, especially if you know the people you're playing with. You kind of know their thought process and how they're going to try to bluff you, or or they're just going to be like me playing Secret Hitler, and every single time <laughs> I'm going to say I'm Hitler, and ninety percent <laughs> of the time I am, but no one believes just me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a bold strategy, yep. and I don't know how you keep getting that card, but you do. I don't know either. <laughs> okay, so I think we sort of already hit on it, but um, so your hesitation to play RPGs is really based around that formative experience of D anD. d Yeah, right? it's it's that kind of classic like fat kid mean girls scenario in the in the like in the lunchroom, like where someone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, do you want to play this game?" And they make you think they're into it. And then you go like, oh, yeah. And you get balls deep in it. And then they're like, oh, wow, you're a real nerd. And they embarrass you in front of everyone. Um, I think that's what it is. In all honesty, I have terrible anxiety issues and a fear of embarrassment. Like an almost crippling fear of embarrassment. Which is why everyone thinks I'm an extrovert. And I'm not at all. I'm an introvert. This quarantine is making me feel my best life. I am perfectly okay not being around people, um, but I play an extrovert and I play it like real hard, um, yeah. mostly as kind of like a defense mechanism. Because I have that that like fat kid just knowing he's going to be embarrassed by someone publicly. That's like my my thing. That's that's sad. I know. I, Go ahead, say it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to say sad. I I'm flabbergasted by that because seriously, like if I were to name somebody who I thought was one of the most outgoing people I know. I would definitely name you. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm an introvert. I play an extrovert on TV. That's it. So is it that Evelyn gives you that power, or um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I Evelyn kind of came about at the same time that I was like reaching maturity in my like self image and all of that stuff. So I think they kind of go hand in hand. But I don't think she necessarily mm. is like the one that gives me power. I think she. She definitely gives me permission. Like, yeah. Evelyn is so out there and so on the edges and, like, pushing the envelope that she creates, like, safe space for everyone else. Like, yeah. if she can be, you know, a seven-foot-tall, bearded, drag nun who, <laughs> you know, is hosting bingo in a bar, then anybody else can do anything else. <laughs> That is exactly how I feel when I'm around Evelyn. Well, and that is that is a huge part of my particular philosophy as a sister and kind of shared globally. Like, we make ourselves clowns and literally paint targets on ourselves so that we create that kind of, like, safe space and respite for other people. Like, you don't need to worry about 
who you are, come stand next to us and you'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's that's so wholesome. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm still I still want to dive more into Evelyn. So because sure. now I have this this like key piece that you're not actually extroverted. So <laughs> <laughs> I know you've known me for what, five years and you're just learning this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I I saw the signs, but like, well, if if it's an anxious time, why put yourself out there? Because you host like big parties. Uh, Evelyn goes out of her way to host events where there are going to be lots of people. Mm-hmm. Is is that like a strategy to get less in your head about things, or is it just you have to do this? What uh, what how what would you say? I- Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, as with all things me, th- there's a lot of duality. Um, part of it is that, you know, Evelyn is my way of paying rent for the space that I take up in the world. Mm-hmm. So the work that she does is it's non-negotiable. So I can create this character who can handle all of it and can deal with it and get the job done so that I don't have to worry about those things in my like. We call it secular, your secular, your mundane, your muggle <laughs> life, you know, like your your real world life. She goes out there and does all of the good works and burns off the bad karma and all of that stuff as my duty. Hmm. And I mean, it's probably an unhealthy compartmentalization. I'm sure my therapist would tell me, you know, that that's not a great coping mechanism, but it's it's the one I've got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I, if it works, it works. Do you, you feel like it's working? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think I am very successful and Evelyn is very successful. So I think it's a good, it's a good partnership. Sounds like a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask another of the questions that I asked to everybody. Uh, if you could fix anything in any game, what would it be? Fixes in quotation marks, of course. Sure. I mean, in Uno, you should be able to play a back-to-back draw four. <laughs> You know, but like, whatever. (laughs) No, but I think I, I enjoy the like narrator, omniscient kind of game master that is in a lot of games. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, I, I need to decompress when I'm playing a game. That's my whole point of it. So I'm a project manager, you know, with a software development team of one of the world's most recognizable brands. So my nine to five consists of like spreadsheets and meetings and resource coordination and all of that. So when I'm not at work, I want to unplug and kind of not have to think about stuff. So uh, I like that there is the like, like particularly in werewolf or, or whatever is there's that, you know, there's the narrator, there's the person that's like, okay, so now you open your eyes and now you close your eyes and now you go, you open your eyes. I like that. (laughs) So I think kind of just having like a, a friendly narrator, to kind of go along. And I, I, I know that, you know, in D&D, you've got the, the dungeon master, but... Uh, Lots of spreadsheets there. <laughs> right. And it's a little too much. And that was, that was another kind of source of my frustration is that, like, I had to remember all the things that I had in my bag, you know? I'm like, yeah. oh, I've got this magic rope that I totally forgot about as soon as I got it. But now everybody's sitting there staring at me and I'm like, what? <laughs> You know, what? And they're like, you've got the fucking rope, dude. Like, use the rope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, I I, I don't want to have to think. I want to just kind of be narrated along. That's that's so interesting. Because, like, the reason why 
this is like a not your favorite thing to do is like the opposite of why other people are intimidated by RPGs, which is like, I just want to get out there and play a character and everybody <laughs> else needs to like, I think that's why D and D is so successful is because people can lean on their spell book. Like yeah. you don't have to come up with role play. If you can just say, I cast fireball and that's, a, that's you're playing the role. You, you're, you're doing this incredible magical feat, but you're saying like, Actually, just let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I uh, There are lots of games like that. I think you would really enjoy Fiasco because it's a shorter, it's like just an evening. You're trying to create like a, a movie like Fargo or something where essentially every character is doomed. Okay. Uh, and they have lots of ambition and poor impulse control. <laughs> it's it's a shorter term thing. There's you, You're just role playing. It's basically just acting out scenes with each other. I think that would be an enjoyable time. I might, I might dip my toe in that <laughs> again. We can zoom it up sometime. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we've sort of come to the end of my questions. Is there anything that you think general role-playing game folks that are like way into D and D or anything like that could take away from Evelyn or your experience playing Evelyn? Well, I mean, I would hope that Evelyn is effective enough that anybody could take something away from her. But yes, oh, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> kind of like I said, like, know that there are people out there who are so dedicated to creating a safe space that you can be whomever you want to be. And whether that's only while you're playing D&D or whether that's in your real life, if you want to do purple hair and, you know, yellow eyebrows go for it because I've done that <laughs> and you're going to get looks, but also who cares that no one else's opinion. And this is the most ironic thing that I do as Evelyn. Cause I am so anxious and you know, no one's opinion of you matters. Yeah. Ultimately no one is going to, to have any strength over you unless you give it to them. That's so that's very powerful, a very powerful to to, uh, to wrap up on. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Oh, Lord. I mean, the current sociopolitical climate. The, the <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of show. Not that kind of show. Um, no, I mean, be safe. Wash your hands. Don't hoard toilet yep. paper. You know, great advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if uh, our listeners want to support you or follow you follow your exploits where, where can they do that you can find me on facebook as evelyn tensions or the greenville sisters you can find us on greenvillesisters.org uh we're on instagram we're on all the social medias i don't even know how to work half of them but we have accounts <laughs> look up sisters of perpetual indulgence greenville sisters evelyn tensions if you google any of that you'll find us awesome thank you so much for being on the show reese thank you for having me it was awesome Yay! again to Reese Bennett. Like Reese said, just search Facebook for the Greenville Sisters Perpetual Indulgence or Evil Intentions and you'll find all the fun stuff Greenville Sisters are up to. There are houses of sisters all over the world, so check thesisters.org to find your closest Abby. 
Your homework this week is to think about what you would become if you made it all the way to the other side of the chessboard. Tweet me your answer at Logan Jenkins. If you want to hear more from me, check out Very Random Encounters, a podcast where some friends and I play tabletop role-playing games and randomize as much as is possible. Game Mechanics is a part of the Orange Groves. Check out theorangegroves.com to support this and other great shows on the network. And until your next checkup, that'll be 2750. Bye.